I'm Romy Newman, the co-founder and president of Fairy God Boss, and this is Fairy God Boss Radio. Today, I'm joined by Melanie Frank, who is the Managing Vice President of Cyber Engineering at Capital One. Melanie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. So you have been at Capital One over 20 years. Can you talk a little bit about your early career? What made you decide to go into technology and how you landed at Capital One? I will give you the short version. Somewhere in my younger life, I decided that I wanted to be an astronaut and that stuck. I will still say oh. like, when I grow up, if I got the chance, I would be. Um, I think there's a whole lot of reasons why that would be potentially a bad idea at this point, but that set me on a technical path where I chose in my undergraduate career to major in aerospace engineering. Leon, were you aware that most astronauts are men or were men in, in that moment? Did you realize that was a bold way to want to go? I don't remember thinking that at the time. Um, I've thought about that a lot. Like, what was I thinking? I think I, I have this theme that helped me out early on of blissful ignorance. And perhaps mm -hmm. I was a little oblivious to that fact. Or like, maybe I didn't notice that I was a little different than everyone else. And that was helpful. I don't know if it was because I had really strong females in my life who did all of the things. And I just assumed that females did all of the things and that, that I had men in my life who never told me I shouldn't do all of the things. So I, I don't know exactly what it was about it, but I, I don't remember even noticing that that would be odd or different. And my original path on that quest to be an astronaut was even more non-traditional than the path I wound up on, which was non-traditional in and of itself, was I knew that astronauts were mostly military. I had a grandfather who was in the Navy, an uncle who was in the Navy, and a, you know, a bunch of military family members. So I decided that in order to be an astronaut and work backwards from that, which is how I tend to think through problems, was, well, I will go to the Naval Academy, I will become a fighter pilot, and then I will go to astronaut school from there. And so that would get me on a more successful path to getting there. I adjusted the how to get there part. For LinkedIn, and you did not go to the Naval Academy. No, I did not. I did not. As I was looking for colleges, I started to think through variations in different college experiences and said, you know, maybe, maybe not the Naval Academy. And so I, I said, well, I can get a degree in engineering and aerospace engineering. Sounds like it would be highly applicable. So I will, I will do that and found my way to the University of Virginia, which was great for me. Great. So a degree in aerospace engineering, you said now it's time to find a job. Yeah. So now it's time to find a job. And of course, as a secretly wanting, maybe not so secretly wanting aspiring astronaut, as I got an interview with Honeywell, I was talking to who I might work for about what my future job might be. And they said, well, we spend most of our time on a project that supports the space network at Goddard Space Center. And I was like, I'm going to be working at NASA. Like, this is perfect. Like if you ever watched the movie Space Camp, like I did, like at least I might accidentally get launched into space, you know, by my friendly robot friend, or at least it would be still a really good way to continue on that path. And getting to Honeywell 
I didn't really honestly know what my job was going to be at that point. I'm not sure how many of us knows exactly what we're going to do day to day as we get hired for our first job. I heard NASA and I was like, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, I'm I'm in. This is great. And what it turned out that I was doing is I was a part of a team that tested software that does all the satellite communications and control systems for the space network. And so basically Honeywell and NASA sneakily turned me into a software engineer. Mm. Uh, I never thought I would be um, based on how I did or didn't maybe enjoy the software engineering classes that I had during my uh, undergraduate experience. So I then decided because I was living in the greater kind of DC metro area that I had had enough of that after about four or five years that I wanted to move to a different place. I live in Richmond, Virginia now and have since I moved. It's not a hotbed of aerospace activity. And so I made the choice to switch industries, but I knew that the software engineering skills that I had would easily translate. So where can I do software engineering? And oddly now, like that's pretty much everywhere. Right. Anywhere and everywhere, just to take your pick. And I found my way to Capital One and have been here ever since. That's amazing. So what does technology, and I think your title is cyber engineering, what does that look like at Capital One? Tell us a little bit about what you're working on, why consumer finance is a great place to do technology. Yeah, it, it's interesting. And I often get asked, like, you're an aerospace engineer. What are you doing at a bank? And as you heard, it's actually a relatively short and pretty linear progression. <laughs> like it's, you know, a direct kind of one for one path. What it's like, you know, what I appreciate about it is I think if I peel back as the engineering part of me loves solving problems, like I just love solving problems and I love the rush you get when you solve them, like and the more complex, the better. So what I have found in 21 years of Capital One is loads of interesting problems to solve that are supremely impactful to our customers, to our business, whatever it might be. Like I get a whole lot of satisfaction and energy and from that. And because our business strategy is always looking out forward, it's always well connected with our technology strategy. Like they're one in the same a lot of the time, right? Like technology is such an important part of our business strategy. And we have continued to stay very tech forward. So the technology problems we're solving continue to stay really interesting and in some cases difficult. Like, okay, well, we're going to exit data centers and go 100% into the cloud. Um, how many people have done that? For me as, a, as an individual and I think for my teams, it's really interesting because we get to continue to learn and grow and tackle new and different problems still every day. So even after 21 years, I get to solve these cool problems. I get to work with really amazingly talented people and I get to continue to learn every day. Like that's pretty awesome. And, and to me, that's what it's about is, okay, here are the problems that we're solving. Like we need to build this capability for our customers or for our associates or from a cyber engineering perspective, protect Capital One and Capital One's customers. And how do, how do we do that and make sure that we, we build and run solutions um, that do that reliably all day, every day? Yeah. And you have received a lot of promotions. You've accelerated 
I guess, from relatively entry level when you started all the way up to the top of the organization. So what do you think your, your secret success is? And were you raising your hand along the way or did people identify you for new opportunities? I think it's a mix of all of those things, as I suspect it is for everybody. I think for me, and if I had to think about what did I do or what advice would I give to someone was you know, constantly staying curious. And so the, you know, the more that I would learn about how something worked, like I would connect it to how something else worked and connect it to the thing behind that and really thinking through like, well, how does this larger thing work? And then when you understand how the larger thing works, someone's like, Hey, you should go like take care of that larger thing. And then I understood how it connected to the other larger thing next to it. And right. Like there was this natural progression that I think started with a natural curiosity and a want to learn versus just I'm responsible for this. Let me keep my head down and do this well. Like that's great. You'll do well, but you won't necessarily progress from there. And so constant curiosity hooked in with, I love meeting and connecting with people. And so, you know, you build your network of people because it's fun to work with them. Like you work well with them. They want to work with you. Maybe eventually they want to work for you or vice versa. Um, right. And you kind of organically grow from there. I will say I had a lot of supporters along the way. I didn't hesitate to take things. This wasn't to say that I didn't hesitate at all. I always think through I can only imagine the analytics that go into your decision making. What are the pros and cons? Do the pros outweigh the cons? Like, are the cons all in my head? Um, mostly, uh, right? So, you know, what does history tell me versus what is my inner critic telling me? Like, she needs to shut up. Like, okay. <laughs> Even with the last move to cyber engineering, I told Chris Betts, our CISO, I said, I think this role is perfect because it scares me just enough. Yeah. Like, just, like you can always tell a good opportunity because it should push you and stretch you and you should be a little bit scared. My my mentor, my boss said the butterflies in your stomach, that's how you know you're yeah. alive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So in the background, can you tell us a little bit about your personal life and how you've managed to strive for or maybe even achieve some work-life balance through all this career growth and progression? Yes. Um, so I do have, I have three kids. I could think of the whirlwind when they were younger. I guess it just changes like depending on the ages. So all the moms are out there, like your challenges are different as they're little versus as they get older. Right now, my oldest daughter is entering her senior year in high school. Um, so we're venturing on the, the college application process journey and everything that goes along with kind of wrapping up one phase and moving on to another um, my son will be a freshman in high school, so that starts a new phase for him. And then my youngest daughter is going into seventh grade. I think through like Capital One in my life, like when I started Capital One, I was single and I didn't have any kids. Like I have in the span of my 21 years at Capital One, I have also gotten married. I've had three children. I've gotten divorced. I've gotten remarried, right? Like I have this now like very large blended family we all have Thanksgiving together. Like, this is how it works. It's beautiful. I think it's great to have the extended support of family. But, like, going through those life changes while you're working, joyous ones, difficult ones, joyous ones that are difficult, having kids is fantastic. But for me, also very difficult in some ways. I was very challenged in the first probably three months with all of with each of my kids with 
just trying to figure out how to mentally balance everything. And so I, when people ask about balance, the first thing I start with is like redefine what you mean by balance, because I fear that when we think about that or how do we achieve it, or people ask about how you achieve it, that we we've got this theoretical state of perfection in mind. And I don't think that's what it is at all. I think it's messy. And I think some days work gets more and the kids get takeout (laughs) and it doesn't feel like you balanced well. And the next day, maybe the kids get a whole lot of attention and work doesn't get done as much as you would like to get done, right? Like, but that is ultimately what it looks like. And then, you know, don't even start on my poor husband who, you know, maybe he sneaks in there somewhere, but I just, I think it's on balance. It kind of goes with like, give yourself some grace, like talk to friends, realize that you're normal and you're human and everyone's just trying. And some days balance is just surviving. Yeah. Right. right? As you look back on your career, can you think of something you thought was a mistake or a mistake you made and what did you learn from it? Yeah. I mean, failure really is learning. And so like the notion, like, of course, like everybody makes mistakes. One that stands out to me that was really impactful. I think it's funny. Like I'm sure they were like giant flaming errors, but like the ones that stand out for me are often smaller. And I'm not even sure that like the people involved in the situation would remember, but they like, for some reason, they really affected me. And I remember one person on my team that I was managing at the time and going into her end of year appraisal, giving her her feedback and kind of talking about her performance rating. And she was really surprised. It impacted me as a people leader because she shouldn't have been surprised. Like the fact that I was giving her this feedback should have been something that I was doing all along. And the fact that I thought that I was, but she wasn't hearing it, like really highlighted to me the complexity of leading people, of giving real actionable feedback, of trying to strive for that no surprises. Like I remember that conversation like all the time. I really actually hope that she doesn't remember that that part of it. Not so much that she shouldn't have wanted more from me. I hope like it it would be ideal if it was less impactful to her than it was for me as a people leader. But, you know, it, it also strikes me that we hear that women in particular don't get the same type of rich feedback. And for me, an area of continuous improvement for all of us to make sure that we are we are giving really solid coaching, grounded, you know, feedback in in a way that, you know, people can understand like, oh, here's where I should invest. Here's what I should do differently. This is going to make me better. And that is really hard to do sometimes. It is. And, you know, as managers, we're learning on the job, right? Yeah. Those feedback conversations are just the hardest ones. It's hard. So Melanie, I'm going to move to our fun questions now, if that's okay. Sure. Please tell us, what is your karaoke song? I've never sung karaoke. No way. What are you doing tonight? (laughs) I would love to do karaoke. I tried one time and we didn't actually get picked. And I believe it was me and my two roommates from college. And the song that we were going to sing was 
something by salt and pepper favorite of mine my current affinity to disco and motown like i have just ridiculously broad music selection but yeah for some reason that was our go-to song so I, i think that would be it i love it what is your favorite way to practice self-care? Sleeping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Underrated. Everybody in my household knows that I need sleep. And then probably massage. That's like the ultimate decadence. As a parent, I think I'm much more attuned to, first of all, because you've experienced genuine sleep deprivation yeah. when you're a parent, yeah. but yeah. Um, more attuned to how sleep helps you make better decisions. and Yeah. Just so affects everything. yourself better all day. <laughs> what is a book you'd like to recommend to our audience? I always am reading something fiction and nonfiction at the same time. Usually I'm listening to the nonfiction, like while I run, I've found it's a great way to multitask. I think one that was super impactful for me, there's been several over the course of the last year that I started to dive into um, just some of the issues with gender and racial equity. And one that really hit home for me was Whistling Vivaldi. Dr. Claude Steele has done some tremendous research on stereotype threat. Um, And I thought it was a really interesting extension. So we had done a lot um, at Capital One of educating ourselves on unconscious bias. Um, And this took that from a bit of a different angle of, you know, what is going on for us when we're aware of a stereotype about ourselves and how does that affect us in our performance? Um, And essentially um, a bit of, uh, these are my words, not his, a bit of self-sabotage in the situation. How do you compensate for that or overcome it or be aware that it's very present for individuals? And so how is a female, might I be expending mental energy trying to prove that I belong um, or trying very hard not to confirm a stereotype about me and therefore wasting precious cycles um, that could be spent just listening and creatively contributing to problem-solving discussions. Yeah, it resonates with me, certainly. I think especially at the early stages where in my career where I didn't want somebody to think this or I didn't want somebody to think this. Yeah, it's a fantastic book. As I said, I listened to it while I was running and there were several times that during my run that I would just stop in my tracks in the middle of the road. Like, of course that's happening. Really interesting. All right. Who is a celebrity, dead or alive, that you would want to have dinner with? That is a very hard one. Like, dead or alive as a person, I wish my grandfather would come back so I could have dinner with him. Celebrity-wise, I think it would be really awesome to sit down with Michelle Obama. Like, yeah. I also Mm -hmm. listened to her autobiography in the last couple of years while I was running and hearing it in her voice, like, oh, it was fantastic. It is incredible. I agree. All right, Melanie. So at Very God Boss, we have a tradition and it goes like this. We see that women are not good at bragging or taking credit for our achievements. And so we're trying to get more women to do that more often. So I'm going to put you on the spot and ask you to serve as a role model in that capacity and brag to us about you and something you've accomplished or something you're really proud of about your career. I'm a hardworking mom. I am literally a rocket scientist. Literally. Um, literally. That's pretty badass, actually. I think so, too. As a leader, I build amazing teams 
that are capable of building and delivering solutions that others wouldn't dream of trying. I am intelligent, strong, and I still refuse to take myself or anything too seriously. I love it. Yes. All right. A rocket scientist who makes sure she's having fun most of the time. Good guideposts. That's excellent. Well, so what I'd love to do is ask you to close with just your number one piece of advice for women who are just starting their career or progressing through their career. What would you want them to know? I think for yourself, what I wish everybody would do like right now or as soon as you can after you listen to this is sit down. I mean, literally grab a piece of paper and a pen and sit down and force yourself for two minutes to write down what your strengths are. I love it. To your point, potentially, about bragging better. Like, we need to know and be able to say what we're good at, what our strengths are. We need to draw on those superpowers every day to be awesome, right? Like, we all have that active inner critic, and the only way to shut her up is to counter those superpowers and use your strengths to overcome weaknesses, even if those weaknesses are just in your head. So that is for yourself. And then I'd say, lift each other up, say each other's names, create opportunities for each other. Like I, I think that's just so huge to have to advocate for each other. Um, and I think we need to do that more. Love it. Great advice, Melanie. And I, I think you've given us all a great assignment to go spend some time thinking about. It may be hard at the moment, but then it feels kind of good to be like, yeah, I am good at that. Yeah, it's okay. If you don't know, ask your friends. They will give you really, really good fodder. Well, Melanie, thank you for spending time with us today. It's been amazing to hear about your career and how you've taken this passion for being an astronaut into an enormous career. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today on Fairy God Boss Radio. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and visit us at fairygodboss.com. See you next time.